Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Are you having a good flowers slash sweetheart slash I'm just now getting caught up on my Christmas debt, so now I gotta buy more stuff day. Uh, I don't mean to I don't mean to take that in a negative light. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Hope it's a great one for you, if applicable. Don't wanna go down that road. Let's just go ahead and get the show started. Here we are, the Wednesday after the Taylor Swift game, a.k.a. Super Bowl 58. I did not tune in for most of it. I was busy watching Fellowship of the Ring again for the umpteenth time. I found it more worthwhile to tune into that as opposed to the Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey regalia had no desire to really find out what. I mean, I figured that it was in the bag for the Chiefs. You know, I'm one of them that figured it was this is all just scripted nonsense. Didn't really care one way or the other. And Biden actually played into that. He's like, it all, he posted this thing on X with these red laser beams coming out of his eyes, saying that it was something to the effect of it all went according to plan. Uh, you can check out that tweet or whatever they're called these days in the podcast description. But, you know, just kind of had this strange gut feeling that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win it again. And surprise, surprise, they did. In fact, Patrick Mahomes was asked about that. Somebody was interviewing him, I believe it was uh, yesterday, and, you know, just asking him about the whole conspiracy theory about was this all just a scripted thing to benefit Joe Biden via Taylor Swift? Because Taylor Swift is, you know, she's pushed all of her chips in on Biden because that is what she has been told to do. And so she has responded accordingly and is backing Joe Biden for all of the wonderful things that he's done for this country over the past three years and will continue to do so going forward, right? Anyway, so there you go. Super Bowl 58, Kansas City Chiefs won. And we might as well just go ahead and do uh, the Gaslighting of the Week segment because it features Mr. Joseph R. Biden. So here we go with this week's Gaslighting of the Week. So for this week's Gaslighting of the Week segment, we have the resident-in-chief Joseph R. Biden describing what he has coined as shrinkflation. Now, what this is, is you probably have noticed your portions of food, whether they be a bag of chips or a sandwich you buy in the store, all of these portion sizes keep getting smaller and smaller. Now... <laughs> And this is, this is Joey's attempt to empathize with your plight of having less and less uh, food. The price obviously stays the same, but you're getting less and less of said product. And this is Biden telling you that he, he understands, especially with his ice cream portions as they're going down and getting smaller. And he's calling on companies to stop doing that. That's very mean and greedy of them to be having these smaller portions. So here is the resident-in-chief Joseph Biden telling you about what he coins as shrinkflation. The Super Bowl Sunday, 
If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Now, there are so many angles from which to dissect this segment, and I don't really know how to approach it. I find it very concerning that there are people out there who hear this and say, Yeah! That's right! Our portions are getting smaller, and these companies need to stop that. That needs to stop. Joe, Joe Biden is right. We don't have nearly as many potato chips as we used to get. Of course, the whole reason why this is taking place is the cost of goods sold has soared under this administration, along with everything else. Just happens that the cost of goods sold at grocery stores happens to be especially impacted by the absolute travesty of the Biden administration. Of course, inflation going through the roof. Everything costs more to produce. Now, as a company, you can take this one of two ways or a combination of the two. You can either make smaller portions, less of your product for the same cost, or see if you can guess what the other option is. You can raise your prices. So for these companies that are doing the shrinkflation, as Biden has coined it, you have less of said product and you keep the price the same. They don't want to increase their prices so they give you less of their product. It's one or the other, Sleepy Joe. You can't have it both ways. You've destroyed the economy and either companies will have to give less goods or increase their prices. And instead of doing the latter, they have to do the former thanks to your disastrous admin. So Biden, you're asking companies to stop this. Well, I tell you what, Joey, the best way we can stop inflation is to get 45 back in office. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, your gaslighting of the week. So we'll stay on the topic of Sleepy Joe. Have you heard about special counsel Robert Herr? This is interesting because basically Biden has been uh, deemed to have had classified documents illegally as vice president of the United States. And he still had these things in his garage long after the fact. A special counsel Robert Herr has said that Biden is not cognitively fit to defend himself in said case that would proceed to go over this uh, breaking of the law for having these classified documents when he should not have them. So he said he's not cognitively fit to stand trial. And then reporters were asking Biden about this. I believe it was on like this past Friday. They said, okay, well, what's, what's going on with your cognition here? You got a special counsel that says you're not even cognitively able to stand trial here. And he's like, no, I am cognitively fit. I, I, I'm the best person in the whole country to be 
commander in chief. And then he goes on to describe the president of Egypt as being the president of Mexico, because apparently Mexico borders the Gaza Strip now, according to Joe Biden. But yeah, so you talk about being stuck between a rock and a hard place. Either he is cognitively fit, but would have to stay in trial or... He's not cognitively fit. And by the way, he's got the nuclear codes of the football and he's president. Yeah, that's where we are. So you can make of that what you will. And we'll go ahead and segue right from that into this week's current Trump thing. All right, for this week's current Trump thing, if you're brand new to the program, the current Trump thing is the current thing the elitist slash cabal are doing in order to keep Donald Trump from winning the 2024 election. So for the current Trump thing, we have made it to the Supreme Court. We have finally reached the pinnacle of our judicial system, the U.S. Supreme Court, and they have started hearing the case that is originated from the state of Colorado, where the state legislature has effectively said, we know who needs to be on the ballot and who should not be on the ballot. So they had him slated to be left off of the primary, but that's currently in a stay, barring the U.S. Supreme Court hearing it, which is what they're currently doing. And they're asking questions of the prosecuting attorney to the effect of, well, what is the definition of an insurrection? And how do you decide that somebody has become guilty of committing a violent insurrection? And of course, this is all, this is nothing more. The whole insurrection thing surrounding January 6th is nothing more than a media theater frenzy. You have all of these talking heads on mainstream media saying, Donald Trump committed insurrection. And so did all of the J6ers that are many of them are still incarcerated and haven't been charged with a thing to this day, as I've mentioned on previous episodes. But you've got all of these talking heads that simply say that Trump is an insurrectionist and therefore has violated the clause of the Constitution, the insurrection clause of the Constitution. Therefore, he cannot hold office. And of course, <laughs> we finally reached the Supreme Court and this may end up being a 9-0 decision, as it should be. It never should have arrived to the Supreme Court in the first place, because there, there hasn't even been a charge of insurrection brought against Donald Trump to date. It's all just hearsay. There's absolutely nothing they have that even describes him as having to, there was no insurrection. I mean, that's the thing is there was no insurrection. It didn't even amount to a peaceful protest as is described by mainstream media. What you had is a bunch of riot insiders, AKA the Federal Bureau of Investigation, just look up Ray Epps. It, at the most, it was an entrapment. At most, it was by definition a legal entrapment by, uh, I don't, <laughs> <sighs> such a clown world that we have to we we have to make a podcast to just go over this stuff this is why i've called it clown world matrix because it's absolutely what we live in but anyway we're at the level of the u.s supreme court the whole fanny willis thing is completely pretty much done at this point they've basically took the the vaudeville hook and removed fanny willis stage left she's being pretty much 
taken out of the equation altogether, and that is fizzling out faster than we even anticipated. So the Fannie Willis thing going down, and now we've got the Supreme Court. All of the people are really at a collective level starting to see. They are starting to see how they're just taking buckets of proverbial fecal matter, throwing them against the wall, and seeing what sticks. So there you have it. That is this week's current Trump thing. So did you catch the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin? He posted it to his ex account. Of course, I'll link it in the podcast description. You can click on it directly from there. Tucker released this five days ago. And as of the time of this recording of episode 22 of Clown World Matrix, that interview has over 200 million views on X. Just as a basis of comparison, that is more views than tuned in to the Super Bowl, which was the most watched television event in history. So the Putin, and I watched it the evening that it was dropped on X slash Twitter and found it absolutely fascinating. I wish that there were different questions that Tucker would have asked Putin. He could have kind of dug in a little bit more, but I understand the target audience, the niche which Carlson was going for with this interview. He didn't want to hit too hard, but he definitely got in some good questions and, and there was some interesting information revealed by Putin. Now, if you only watch the mainstream media, Vladimir Putin is the bad man. He's the bad orange man of Russia, and he invades Ukraine, and he is bad and mean, and he, we just need to get him out of there because he's so bad. Now, if you tuned in and watched that, you would see a lot more of what is actually true, which is a man, and I don't, you know, I, I, I know that he's not this completely innocent, pure and white is the wind-driven snow that some would make him out to be, but this is obviously a man who cares about his country, he cares about Russia, and he's describing geopolitical matters in a light that is much more in line with the truth than what the mainstream media reveal. Now, if you're not familiar with what is transpired, what is really going on between the Ukraine and Russia is the Ukraine used to be part of the USSR prior to its dissolution in the early 1990s. Now, what NATO has done is they keep expanding eastward from western europe and they're moving east from there they're picking off country by country to join nato now putin revealed that he had asked bill clinton back during the clinton administration about joining nato clinton intimated when the question was asked by putin that the possibility was there for russia to join nato meanwhile later on that day clinton comes back to putin and says yeah that whole thing about joining nato that's um that's not going to happen. Now, what NATO has done is even though the Ukraine is not officially a NATO country as of yet, they are building military bases and basically putting up all of this weaponry and it's right along the border of Russia and Putin has effectively said, we can't have that happen. We cannot have NATO 
building up a military alliance in a country that used to be part of the USSR that could potentially then target us. So as a defense mechanism, that's everything you've seen over the past two years. Putin has no desire to have the Ukraine, okay? The Ukraine is a country that is comprised of Russian people that is officially a neutral state that NATO obviously is trying to bring under their helm. And I don't, I'm not even going to get into the whole dialogue of the labs, the, the, the virology labs. Yes, wink, wink, like they have in Wuhan that have been built up into the Ukraine. That's a whole separate topic. But if you look at just the military bases that NATO is putting there, that is a whole legitimate reason for Russia to defend itself from a military threat. And he said, let's have these discussions with Zelensky. I tried to neutralize this thing years ago. And somehow they were talked out of these negotiations by the then prime minister of England, Boris Johnson. So he said, let's have these discussions with Zelensky. I want this thing over just as much as everybody else does. Let's have these discussions with Washington, D.C. They won't talk to me. Zelensky won't talk to me. What am I supposed to do? All we would have to do to end this today is for them to begin the dialogue and reduce the escalation and have this whole thing be over with. He put the ball in the court during this interview. Let's talk with Zelensky. Let's talk with the Biden administration or whoever is really running this show. I mean, there was a lot that was revealed during this. I would highly encourage you to watch this in its entirety. It's a little over two hours. The first 30 minutes is a very extensive history of Russia because what Putin is doing is he's telling you exactly how the relationship between Russia and the Ukraine came about starting in the ninth century. This guy can recall historical facts like nobody else's business. Meanwhile, Biden can't recall what he had for lunch today. But anyway, go check it out. Got it linked in the podcast description. All right, going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Episode 22 of Clown World Matrix is in the bag. I am Gabriel. As always, I thank you for tuning into this podcast. Please share this with a friend who you feel could benefit from its content. We're trying to expand the breadth, the reach of Clown World Matrix. And really, the only way we're going to be able to do that is via word of mouth. Social media is doing its damnedest to try to suppress this under any means necessary via shadow banning censoring they don't like clown world matrix not one bit but anyway i thank you again for tuning in and i will see you back here next time take care